Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Duke Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Live around the world uh, on the interwebs at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning and welcome to the program. It is The Michael Dukes Show and it is Tuesday. Oh man, the final Tuesday of the broadcast year. And we're ready to go. We're we're Christmassy all the time. All the time. Which I'm sure drives some of you crazy because some of you are like, I just can't live without my political fix, man. That's okay. I understand. I understand. It's one of those things. What are you going to do? Man, my hair is on point today. It's amazing. All right. Uh, anyway, it is uh, Christmas, uh, Christmas time. Tomorrow's the final day of the broadcast, and uh, we are living our best lives here trying to uh, bring up, uh, you know, just some Christmassy stuff, some some feel good. We're trying to feel. We're trying to feel it. And I am. I am. I hope you are as well. All right. Uh, today, uh, Tuesday normally means Brad Keithley and the weekly top three. But I'm a cruel taskmaster master and a and a Scrooge, and I I beat him into submission and made him do a Christmas top three, which because no more politics. I mean, we could talk about the governor's budget. We could talk about no, we're not going to. It doesn't matter between now and New Year's. Does it matter? No, it doesn't. Just none of it matters right now. That sounded a little nihilistic. <laughs> Nothing matters. Life is is fine. No, it just, it just, we got other things to focus on. It's going to be fine. So Brad Keithley is going to hit us with a weekly top three in a hot second. And then we're also going to be joined by Chris Story in hour two uh, in the first segment. Or maybe we might switch it around, depending on how he feels. He may either give us our weekly life coaching lesson and then Christmas holiday memories, or it might be holiday memories, then life coaching, one way or the other, final two segments of the show today. Um, It's all good. All right, uh, so that's it. What's the final thing? Tomorrow, last day, I said that. Tomorrow, I'm also announcing the winner of the recipe contest. I think Bill is still in the lead. I forgot to check this morning. I forgot to check. I'm sorry. But as of right now, Bill is still in the lead, or as of yesterday, Bill was still in the lead for the holiday recipe contest. He's going to win all kinds of his choice of good stuff. And it's going to get it. Go to Facebook.com slash Michael Duke Show to make it happen. All right, now, I'm a mean, mean man. I've heard this many times. I'm a mean, mean man. And I made Brad Keithley, I didn't make him cry, but I made him, I made him work for his supper. Uh, normally, Brad Keithley, uh, normally he has got uh, no problem coming up with three things that are political. I mean, usually he has to probably weed them out and, you know, figure out. He's got three. But I said, Brad, no politics. It's all Christmassy stuff. And uh, I think it was a challenge. I think it was a big time challenge. Let's see what he has to say. Good morning, my friend. How are uh, how are you doing today? What's happening? 
Michael, I'm doing great. Uh, I'm on location uh, in New York, so uh, I've got the hotel or the my my hotel room in the background. Oh, well, look at you, uh, man. It's fancy, fancy. I mean, it's all good. It feels very wintry, silvery wintry in your hotel room. It looks good. <laughs> Christmas in New York. That's got to be an interesting. Uh, that's got to be an interesting uh, uh, gig. Uh, uh, what a fun time. Well, I enjoy. Uh, I enjoy doing it. Um, uh, I've done it for a number of years. It'll, it'll in fact be on my Christmas top three in, in one of the categories that, okay, okay. that you make, that, that you made me create. I'm a bad person. Uh, I mean, I'm just like, boy, I really, I like kind of beat you. Brad's like, not a single, no, Brad, not a single story about it. And he's like, okay, fine. Oh man. Uh, was it really a struggle? I mean, was it hard to, cause you're talking about your kind of personal stuff and everything else instead of, you know, pointing out the deal. Was it hard? Well, once you get into it, it was it was relatively easy, but it was just hard contemplating how I was gonna how I was gonna go about it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, New York New York and Christmas is is great. It's actually fairly warm here. It's in the forties. Um, it, it's sort of like I approach New York at Christmas, sort of like I approach Las Vegas. I've I've gone to Las Vegas a number of times, but I've never put a dime down or never put a dime into a slot machine. I've never put a chip down on a table. I've never spun a wheel. Uh, I go for the restaurants and for the shows, uh, for the Cirque du Soleil shows. And that's sort of like how I approach New York. I, I'm not out there in the crowds, you know, elbowing my way down to Rockefeller Center or anything. I go for the restaurants and the shows. So that's it's that's Christmas to me in New York. Okay. Well, I could see that. I mean, I was... Uh... I found this app on my uh, <clears throat> on my Fire Cube the other day, this weekend. I was just kind of scrolling. I don't know. You know how it is. Sometimes you're just aimlessly scrolling through something. And I found this <clears throat> app on my Fire Cube, which was called World Cam or something. Anyway, it was basically 4K World Cams or uh, webcams from around the world, you know, kind of these different places. Mm-hmm. And uh, there was one in New York at Times Square. And uh, I clicked on it and I was like, oh, no, thank you. There's like way too many people. In it. I'm just like, well, I just got hives looking at all the people in this one place. And I'm just like, oh, man, I'm sure it's beautiful. I'm sure it's a scurry, scurry, hustle, bustle. But, oof, no, thank you. You know, but uh, hey, to each his well, own. It's great. Everything's everything's decorated. All the lights in Times Square lit up. You know, Rockefeller Center's got the Christmas tree. It's got people down skating in 40 degree weather, but they're skating. Uh, you know, all the stores have their Christmas displays on it. It is, it is beautiful, but there are a lot of people. Oh yeah. (laughs) There, there are probably, there are probably more people in the, in the block I was walking down than in all of Anchorage. So it's, yeah, it it gets, it gets a little, a little intense. That's why for me, it's the, it's the restaurants and the shows, you know, Uber, Uber from the hotel to to the restaurant, Uber from the restaurant to the show. Uber back to the hotel. Yeah, no, that's uh, that would be fun. All right, you know, I mean, you got to experience <clears throat> all of this stuff at least once, right? I mean, that that you got to do it at least once. You got to go experience all these things and check it out. All right, well, let's get into the weekly or the uh, the holiday edition of the weekly top three. Um, so, uh, where do we want to start? You got Christmas, your favorite Christmas plays, concerts, movies, your best Christmas presents. And the things you thought about for doing for New Year. So let's get started with your favorite Christmas plays, concerts, movies. You are a big music guy. I mean, I like music 
but you are like you are like the music. You want to go see live music. It's one of your passions. You want to go see concerts and shows. So give us uh, hit us with it. Hit us with number one here. Here we go. So so the best Christmas concerts I've ever gone to uh, were in Boston. Uh, they were put on by uh, uh, a friend by the name of Brian O'Donovan, who is a big presence in Boston, a big presence in the Celtic music scene. Uh, Brian produced uh, uh, a Christmas uh, Celtic sojourn uh, every year, uh, had a number of uh, performances in Boston and the surrounding area. And he'd bring in performers from the U.S., from Scotland, from Ireland, uh, and just really put on an old-fashioned uh, Christmas show with with traditional music from Chris, from from the Celtic from the Celtic world, and I learned a lot about that about the Celtic Celtic music uh, uh, in that show. Uh, he would he would link together um, uh, Scotland and Ireland and Appalachia old time uh, uh, what we call old time music, but but is really just Celtic music that came into America. Link them together. Some years he would have uh, a group from Scotland, a group from Ireland, and a group from that played Appalachian music, all do the same song that had been handed down through the through the centuries from one to the other to the other, and 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 modified to to fit the times and to fit the place uh, as they went. And it was always fascinating to to see the differences between uh, the different uh, Celtic styles uh, that that he put on. He always uh, he always had a Christmas story read uh, on stage, sitting in a chair next to a fireplace. Not a real fireplace, but next next to a fireplace, and sort of you know it was like the the Christmas Eve story. Um, they always sang "Old Syne at the at the end, which is a traditional Scottish song, um, and it was it was just a great uh, a great experience uh, with with Brian. Unfortunately, for a lot of reasons, Brian passed this past year, uh, and with him uh, has passed the uh, Christmas Celtic uh, sojourn tradition. So I'm missing that this year, but I'm sort of I'm sort of still practicing part of it because what I do is go to Boston and go to a couple of the shows, uh, and then come down to New York and see some theater, and then come back uh, home. And um, and so I'm I'm doing the New York part uh, this year with some friends who I developed over the years up in Boston. But it was just it was just a great great way to really get in the Christmas uh, Christmas spirit. Well, that's, another great Christmas. Go ahead. I'm sorry. sorry. No, I was just going to say that but, sounds fantastic, and I'm so sorry for the passing of your friend. That's you know it's hard uh, as we're getting older we lose some of those traditions. That's uh, but we keep them in our hearts, right? So. We we certainly do, and and we've had a couple of drinks to Brian uh, while we've uh, while we've been on this trip. So it's um, uh, it's it, it, it's a great memory to have. I mean, it, it can't be renewed, can't be refreshed, but it's a great great memory to have. Another uh, another great Christmas tradition that I've done in the past is to go see uh, a Cape Breton group, uh, the Barra McNeils, which is a Celtic again a Celtic group. Uh, and they do a cross Canada tour at Christmas time. It's called they call the show the East East Coast Christmas, the Maritimes Christmas, um, and it's it's their tradition their tradition of of Celtic music that came from a lot of Cape Breton was settled by people from Scotland. So it's Scotland come to that particular part of Canada, and they cross through Canada. Great show, uh, really raises the Christmas spirit. Spirit, great family. 
Uh, it's really a family uh, a tradition and a family show. And I've seen that a number of times along the way. And it's always, uh, it always sort of is, is a great way to get into the Christmas spirit. And then the third one, the, the best Christmas concerts, the third one, uh, I started uh, this year. Uh, I went down to Seattle to see Mannheim Steamroller, <laughs> oh, wow. who I'd not seen in concert wow. in concert before. And uh, and they and they do an annual Christmas tour. They came and they were in Seattle. Uh, I happened to be going through Seattle, and I and I you know sort of decided to do that. And it was great. I mean, it's like it's like the Mannheim Steamroller playlist on the, on on the stage. Right. Uh, not a lot of. Not a lot of vocals, uh, but it's, I mean, it's just fun to watch all of the performers, you know, playing their various instruments. Um, and they've got some strange ones in Mannheim Stream, Steamroller. But it, but that, uh, I think that's become a new favorite uh, uh, Christmas concert as well. Yeah, no, that's amazing. Uh, I remember seeing rushes from a Mannheim Steamroller concert and then a, it was like a juxtaposition with the Trans-Siberian Orchestra as well. That would, sounds mm-hmm. like one that would be an amazing uh an amazing trip. <clears throat> that would be, I mean, that would be great. Uh, and that's the kind of music you can definitely, I, I don't know, everybody, I think everybody, that crowd must be amazing to be in a crowd like that. That's just there, <laughs> you know, it's just there for the, you know, we're not all flicking our big lighters and holding up and winding it up and, you know, getting all rowdy. This is just a, a concert of people who are there for the Christmas spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and they dress that way. I mean, the Mannheim Steamroller crowd. I wasn't really familiar with this, but they dress up. I mean, they dress up in all their Christmas finery, and they some have lights flashing on their heads. And yeah. it's 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 a it, uh, it's think of Rocky. Think of the Rocky Horror Picture Show. People going to the Rocky <laughs> Horror Picture translated to translated to Christmas. I oh mean, man, they're, they're putting their their Christmas finery on as opposed to the stuff. They you're put saying on there was Horror. a whole lot of ugly sweaters going on is what you're saying. <laughs> there were, there, there a... were, there, there would have been a major contest, uh, 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 for that. Um, and, and in Boston for, for Celtic, Celtic sojourn, people would dress up in, you know, sometimes in tuxes and they dress up and dress. It, it was really, they treated it as a major event. And that was, I mean, that helped get in the Christmas spirit. That, that sets the mood, uh, doesn't it? That sets the mood for anything you're doing, depending on how people treat it, you know, like that, that definitely is a, is a great thing for it. Uh, Brad, yep. before we go to break, um, what would you suggest to somebody who's like, I've always wanted to go to a to do something for Christmas like this, an event, a concert, or is there a one thing for us for a beginner that you're like, do this, this would be, you know, this would be the thing. What do you think? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to suggest Mannheim uh, steamroller in Seattle. I mean, they come through every year. I'd never done it before, but it was a great event. Great music. It's not something that I would, I, I wouldn't go out of my way to see Mannheim any other time of the year. Uh, but that's, that's sort of it. From from the from a concert standpoint, from a theater standpoint, uh, I saw Dickens A Christmas Carol when I was in Seattle, also, and you can see that all, almost any place. Any a lot of places have have productions of that, and I love uh, 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 Dickens A Christmas Carol. In fact, one of my favorite Christmas movies is Scrooged, which is Bill Murray's <laughs> late '80s movie about that's the that's yeah. the Dickens Christmas Carol. Yeah. Um, and I and I love that, Carol, you know, about about looking at your past, seeing your present and looking at the potential of your future. I just love that theme, uh, particularly around Christmas time and 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 any production, any live production of A Christmas Carol. 
Or well, Bill Murray screwed. Any live production of A Christmas Carol sort of gets gets me in that spirit. Well, there's a reason that that story has prevailed for 200 years. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, it's you know, it, it's it resonates with people. I think it definitely uh, makes it uh, makes it good. All right, uh, that's number one of the weekly top three uh, for the Christmas edition. We're moving on to number two, which is going to be all about uh, the best. Uh, Christmas presents, uh, and we'll see what uh, what Brad says to that. Um, I have a feeling he's going to try and sneak something in on me here, but we'll we'll figure it out. We'll see what he's got going on here. <laughs> Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets, the Christmas Top 3, the Michael Duke Show. Merry Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. We'll see you on the other side. Don't go anywhere. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Oh, it's a magical Christmas time again. Your kids are counting on you. Yeah, Dad! Now, if only someone would do something for you. Honey, headache! Oh. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. Uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's good stuff. I'm feeling it. I definitely uh, would love to see a big Christmas concert like that. It's just it. I don't know. Sometimes it's like I can't be. My people said somebody said the other day. I mentioned something about yeah, I'm going on vacation for the rest of the year until the new year, and they're like, oh, where are you going? And I was like, my couch. <laughs> I'm going to spend, I'm going to spend a lot of time. I'm not going to leave the house for a week, you know, or something. I don't know. Sometimes it's just, you know, you got to slow down, but man, it would be cool to see Mannheim or, or Trans-Siberian or something like that. Uh, It'd be fun to go take a trip like that uh, during the, I've never flown during the holidays. Never, ever. Well, (laughs) maybe when I was a kid, I guess we, well, we went ahead of time and I guess, so it not technically during the holidays, but yeah. I mean, it's a it, that's got to be an experience in and of itself, kind of traveling during the holiday season. It it is. I uh, I flew uh, flew from Chicago to uh, to New York uh, sometime this week Thursday. I, I, I'm losing track of days here, um, but yeah, I flew I flew uh, uh, from uh, Chicago to New York, and I really expected it to be bad. the The key to me is to not have uh, do carry-ons. Don't have any luggage. You have to uh, you have to give give over to the airlines. Do carry-ons and go early. Uh, and and anymore in major airports, Anchorage, you know, major airports. There's uh, there's things to do in the airport. There's restaurants. There's you know things you can do. You can get on your phone. Get do. I mean, there's Wi-Fi and you can do that. So it really is not that bad a thing to go early. And if you go early. Um, you sort of lessen the tension level and, you know, if the TSA line's a little bit long, eh, so, you know, I got plenty of time and, and it's just, I, that's, that's the key to me. Oh, don't, um, don't tell but, me you're not pre-check. I mean, come on, tell me, don't tell me you're not pre-check. No, I'm, yeah, I'm, not pre-check. I'm pre-check. I'm pre-check. <laughs> but there are, there are long TSA lines. I, I went to, I forget where it was. I was in Seattle and the pre-check line was longer. Well, th- it happens at Anchorage sometimes too. The pre-check line was longer than the regular line. Oh. I mean, we've got we've got so many people with pre-check anymore. Yeah. It's not true over Christmas. The, the regular line was longer, uh, but pre-check was still pretty long. Pre-check was sort of a wait. So yeah, but just go early and just you know just 
well, sort of mellow out. As you're you right. I mean, you can Netflix and chill in the airport, right? I mean, you could slap some documentary on or some funny movie or whatever, or just hang out or listen to an audiobook. I've always, uh, my wife, she's just like, she hates to travel with me because I'm just, again, I'm a, I have a little problem with authority. I don't know if you know, know that about me. <laughs> But every time I go through every t- every time I go through an airport, I just get I just get pissy. I just get mad. It's just it's just an internal thing. I I, I comply with everything, but I just my wife's just like oh, she's like sometimes you're just so agitated, and I'm like yeah, I'm agitated because I feel like a cattle in a cattle processing plant. But uh, yeah, no, going early definitely helps. Drink one of my rum smoothies before you go, Michael. <laughs> I've- I I finally got my recipe up for this year, and and instead of the wine smoothie, I I have the strawberry banana rum smoothie that I drink over weekends. And drink a couple of those, you'll be you'll be fine. You'll yeah, be yeah, no, exactly. I should because I'm never driving when I get there. I always take the you know whatever the the bus or the shuttle or whatever. So yeah, maybe next time that'll be like I'll be consuming my wine smoothie as I get ready to go through the checkpoint. <laughs> uh, it'll be uh, it'll be fun stuff. Oh yeah, I could. I love Christmas music, and um, um, and, you know, you. I I actually was looking for that. Actually, came up in one of my top. I was doing some searches uh, to to do some show prep, and one of the top searches was the or one of the top. Uh, I'm sorry, Christmas music search was um, the Celtic women. That there's a whole thing on oh, yeah. Celtic women. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and I was like, man, I've got to add some of those to my playlist. Cause there is some amazing, yeah. there's ama- some amazing stuff out there for that. So yep. we'll get that here, but Christmas gifts, uh, best Christmas gifts. We're going to come up with uh, Brad here and continue on. And then we're going to finish up with new year's resolutions or new year's things he's thinking about, but it's never implemented. Um, because, you know, Brad is, we know he's just such a slacker in so many things. He just hasn't done it yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, here we go. The Michael Duke Show. Common Sense, Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. Let's get back to it. Here we go. Okay, it is the Christmas edition of the Weekly Top 3. Brad Keithley, grudgingly, no, he wasn't grudgingly. He came up with something that was the, it was Christmassy. I was like, I just can't, and it was hard, but he did it. And he's came, uh, he's come up with it. It's the weekly, uh, Christmas edition of the Weekly Top 3. Uh, we just talked about music and and movies. He said his favorite movie is Scrooge, right? We I guess, did we get that out of the way for Christmas? Scrooge is well, there's a couple others that are on the list. Scrooge is certainly there. I love Scrooge. I'll just laugh all the way through it right. every year. Yeah. Uh, probably my all-time favorite Christmas movie is Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, the old, the the original edition, right, one with right. Natalie Wood. Yeah. Um, and um, and and that always you know puts me in the mood. I've always got to watch that every year. And then of course it's a Wonderful Life because you know we got savings and loans and we got money. And, 
man, that movie. We start. My wife and I we were doing something the other day, and I'm like, let's just start this, you know. And, and we watched like the first 25 minutes of it, and I was like, we got to come back. I stopped, and I'm like, we got to come back to the kids. I mean, I'd already had a tear in my eye, you know, like twice in the first 25 minutes of that movie. It's so. It's just so great. Such a great movie. Uh, really up there, and uh, we, and of course, White Christmas is another one for music and things like mm-hmm. that. Music and dance mm-hmm. and and everything. That's a great one. But let's uh, let's talk about your favorite Christmas presents. Uh, so <laughs> let, let you you hit me with this. I'm I'm interested. I mean, was it analytical books? Was it uh, a slide rule? A new slide rule for Brad? I mean, you know, come on, give. <laughs> You know, we always think of Brad and these dry <laughs> spreadsheets and numbers. And somebody gave him the premium edition of Excel spreadsheets. He was excited about <laughs> what. Uh, what do you got here? That that may that may be. I may may, may need to rethink all this. <laughs> my my favorite Christmas present of all time was a total surprise, total shock. Uh, someone gave me a, a, a good friend gave me tickets uh, to Santa Fe. Flight to, a flight to Santa Fe and lodging uh, for New Year's. Uh, I'd never done that before, and Santa Fe for a while uh, was a favorite location of mine. It's sort of like Scotland is now, but Santa Fe or Cape Breton is now. But Santa Fe, I'd never, I'd never gone for New Year's, and Santa Fe at New Year's is just magical. I mean the the Feralitos, the, the the lights that they that they have around the plaza, the 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 feel of the shops and the stores, the feel of the city, the feel of the museum, the feel of the music, uh, that was just that was just wonderful, and that's that is the most memorable uh, uh, Christmas present um, that I ever got. It was just a total surprise and and, and a total total yeah, joy. Yeah, because you don't uh, think of you don't think of Santa Fe as the destination for New Year's, but they really do it upright, huh? They have great restaurants. Uh, I was there. That's where I spent New Year's 2000 or 1999 turning to 2000. You know, I figured if the world was going to end, I might as well, you know, <laughs> for Y2K, for Y2K, he's in Santa Fe just in case. Right. And, <laughs> and, and there's a, there was a restaurant there at the time may still be there. Coyote cafe, which, which was just a wonderful restaurant. And they had a new year's celebration, new year's dinner. And that's, that's, and that's sort of, you know, where I ended up as a result of, uh, of that present. The, the present had been several years earlier, but once I got that and once I saw Santa Fe at Christmas, uh, that became sort of my go-to destination for, uh, for Christmas uh, for, for a number of years. So that, that's the most memorable. Second most memorable. <laughs> this, this is a horrible story, about, but the second most memorable. <laughs> he prefaces it. He's prepping you all. He can't stop you know, putting you guys in, you know, getting you down, but it's all, it's a horrible story, but it'll be, it has a great ending. Go ahead. Uh, so well, it's got an ending about me. I guess. Um, the, uh, the second was uh, when I was really young, I was a big football fan, big green Bay fan, in fact. And for, for a couple of years, uh, I think all I wanted was a football uniform, you know, the, the Jersey and the, right. the pads and the, and the, and, because we used to play a lot of sandlot football when I grew up, and uh, and having a uniform would have been having pads would have been would have been advantageous. So I was just I was just oh I, I, that was that was the Christmas present that from from my childhood that I just really you know remember wanting a lot, and I got it one year, 
and uh, and it was it was wonderful. It was red, uh, new helmet, uh, red jersey, red red pants, uh, pads, you know, shoulder pads and and pads in the legs, and I liked it so much that I didn't wear it because I didn't want to get it dirty. <laughs> So Plus, I wanted this. I wanted this uniform for all these years, so I could go out on the Sandlot football and have a uniform and be, you know, big time it. And, and then I didn't didn't want to get it dirty. Finally, <laughs> finally, my mother talked me into uh, into putting it on one year, and I'd outgrown it. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! Plus, I could imagine you showing up at Sandlot football in full pads and gear and helmet, and the guys would be like, "Don't let us! Don't let him hit you, because he will hurt you." <laughs> no, I was, I no, I was the scrawny, scrawny little kid. I was, I, they would pads wouldn't have bothered them at all. They would have just sort of chuckled at it. But yeah. That was fine. I would have felt better about it. Oh, what but a... uh, but but it was it was a lesson in. Um, in enjoy your presence when you get them, or enjoy life right. as you live it. Don't put it on a shelf and say, oh, no, I don't want to wear that because it's going to get dirty. One day, uh, one day I'll use that one day. And then that day passes and you're like, crap, man, crap. That's crazy, crazy. Oh, man. And then, and then the best memory, the best childhood memory is, is, and it wasn't a Christmas present, but it was Christmas, Christmas related. Um, all the family used to gather, um, my grandparents and, and my parents. And, and um and so you, they wanted to preserve the myth of santa claus excuse me the actuality of santa claus anyway they wanted to preserve santa claus for as long as they could so um what we would do on christmas eve is we would all gather we'd have dinner and all that sort of stuff and we opened our presents on christmas eve um so to set everything up they they needed to get me out of the house i guess right um and and so we would take a drive to go look for Santa and the reindeer and look at Christmas lights um, uh, around around town and uh, or around the county, actually, because we didn't have that many in our little town. We had to sort of travel a little bit to see some. <laughs> um, and miracle, miracle of miracles, by the time we got back, Santa had come and, and oh, I'd missed him and wow. know, the reindeer. All that. How did I miss him flying through the sky? I'm just looking. He, he's but, early. It's still daylight. What's going on? It. Uh, how does that work? <laughs> but it was. It, it, it's a great Christmas memory because my father would. I, I. My memory is that my father would and grandfather would take me out and uh, we'd go look for Christmas lights and go look for uh, uh, for the reindeer. And that's, you know, I. Whenever I think of family, I think of I think of Christmas. When I think of growing up, I think of Christmas a lot, the holidays a lot, uh, and I think of that particular uh, uh, habit of ours, that particular tradition of ours, right? To get the kid out of the house and make him go look for Santa up in the sky. That's fantastic. That's 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 really great. I mean, I remember this wasn't an every year thing, but I remember quite a few years when I was younger, probably in my early teens. Um, there was probably a handful of years there where my dad would. Um, on Christmas Eve, like the day of Christmas Eve, he was self-employed. So he was like, you know, he, he would have that, that, that day or so off and he would take me and my brother. So this must've been either when my young or my old, the older of the two younger sisters was either just a baby or, or anyway, he would take us Christmas shopping for mom on almost on Christmas Eve. Now, 
Guys, it took me about five years to break that habit, okay? Because the first five (laughs) years of being – because I thought, oh, this is great. I'll just keep doing that. And trust me, going out on Christmas Eve to buy a bunch of Christmas gifts for your wife, don't do it. Just, I mean, just (laughs) – but I do remember it. And it was fun, you know, and it was fun. And we'd hurry scurry and go do things and and get some things. Like I said, it wasn't every year, but it was probably a four- or five-year period there. And I do remember that. And I kind of picked up that habit for the first few years of my marriage until I realized, oh, it'd be much nicer to spend that time at home. (laughs) And so I figured that out. But, yeah, you know, there's there's just some things that we love. And that time with – especially with my dad because my dad wasn't – he was very busy. He traveled a lot. He wasn't around uh, when I was growing up as much. And so to spend just that day or two with him, that was definitely uh, that was definitely a highlight of my Christmas season to be able to hang out. So it's good to remember those kind of things for sure. I think we all have Christmas traditions like that. I mean, they may be a little screwy, like, you know, shopping on Christmas Eve or, right. or going, going out, driving around and looking for Santa up in the sky and, and looking at Christmas lights in, in other towns. They may be a little odd. Uh, but there, there are traditions and there are memories and they are what trigger our uh, sense of Christmas and our, and, and bringing us into the Christmas spirit. So, you know, it, everybody's got, everybody's got a peculiar one. Santa Fe wouldn't be one for everybody. Yeah. You know, the football uniform, the football uniform never worn wouldn't be one, but, but it's what triggers it for each, for each of us. Okay, I'm going to sidebar for just a second. If you have, if you are, the, you mentioned the football jersey, which just triggered me. We just finished putting together a Christmas gift list for a hundred plus foster teens in Anchorage. One of our radio stations was doing a promotion where listeners adopted a foster teen and it was, a, I mean, it's amazing the giving spirit of the people in this community. Let me just say how amazing the people in Alaska are. Um, for a hundred and something kids, we we probably gathered all, over ninety thousand dollars worth of stuff. Oh my gosh! For these kids, it was an amazing thing. But I, I had to laugh. One of the kids asked for a jersey. It was an Eagles, Philadelphia Eagles jersey, and uh, the gal brought everything in, and she had everything, and I was like, <clears throat> wow. And she said, well, here's the receipts for everything just in case something doesn't fit. And I just looked down and I went, I was like, oh, I thought this jersey was going to be 50 or 60 bucks. And she's like, yeah, this 15-year-old kid had asked for a jersey that was $180 for this football jersey. I'm like, that's an expensive hobby. Being a sports fan apparently is not a cheap date. So it was, but you know, hey, everybody got a everybody got a happy Christmas, and uh, and he'll be wearing that with pride or putting it up on the, I mean, something like that. You just put it up under glass on the wall. I I don't know what you do with it, but I'm pretty sure that my Christmas, my entire Christmas football gear plus everything oh, else, oh, everybody yeah. else got that year wasn't 180 dollars. No, but, yeah, but, well, maybe in today's but, dollars. I mean, you are fairly. Um, young or not as young as you used to be. <laughs> I mean, back then, a back then a brand new car cost four thousand dollars. Brad, right? I mean, come on. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. I've, my mother may my mother may remind me after the show how how expensive that was and uh, how disappointed her. You wanted it. Why did you wear it? <laughs> I was saving it for that special time. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Well, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. We are getting back into it here in uh, just a moment. Uh, it's the next one is New Year's resolutions. 
uh, or things he's been thinking about but hasn't quite gotten around to yet. We're going to talk about that here in a minute. It's the Christmas Top 3 with Brad Keithley. Back, uh, back after this, the Michael Duke Show. Merry Christmas. Marty was pumped for Christmas. Well, I'm pumped for Christmas. Ow! So Marty just bought himself everything he wanted. Yeah. Because Marty has no friends. Bruh. Uh, that turned dark. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Because Marty had no friends. Oh, it's sad. Marty had no friends. Uh-oh, Brad's frozen. Did we lose Brad? I think we lost Brad's connection. He got blurry and he is frozen. <laughs> So we'll see if uh, if he's going to try and reconnect or whatever. Let's uh, we'll go back to this here real quick, and uh, we'll see. Yep, he uh, he left for a moment. Okay, um, let me see what else you guys have been talking about. Um, Riverdale. I think she meant. Did you mean Riverdance? Uh, she says Riverdale came to Portland as like 2002 for a Christmas special. I'm assuming it's Riverdance, not Riverdale, but Riverdance. Okay, she's right. I was right. I was right. Um, Jim says his tradition is the wife and I have a couple of gifts that we have wrapped under the tree for the kids. Christmas Eve, we put the rest of the presents to different wrappings under the tree. Santa never used the same wrapping paper as we did. Me too. We had we had a special roll of wrapping paper that was over here. That was the stuff that Santa used. The rest of it came from mom and dad, but Santa, he brought special presents in special wrapping paper. That's how, that's how important it was. Uh, all right. Hey, uh, we lost, we, we got him back. We got him back. He's here. Uh, and, uh, I can't put the border around him. Otherwise I'd make sure I'd put some kind of fancy border around him as well to, uh, to, to make sure everybody knows that we're in the holiday spirit. It's the holiday season. Um, <laughs> so are you going to uh, your mom are you going to spend a little christmas time with mom on the way back up or what what are you doing i've i spent uh time with uh with my mother for the last few weeks uh between thanksgiving and uh and 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 her birthday her birthday's on december 16th she turned 91 uh still in great shape still in great you know uh we went to the diner in my in my hometown for uh for her 91st birthday dinner and um so i spent time with her uh through uh through uh, uh through her birthday now i'm gonna i'm gonna spend christmas and new year's back in anchorage well that'd be good i mean it's just so you know it's it's uh the family the family is important we got uh our son is coming over um our oldest son who uh moved out about eight months ago uh, he's going to come over and he's going to spend Christmas Eve. He's going to sleep over at the house on Christmas Eve for a Christmas morning start. And that's, it's hard. You know, we've got our, our grand, our oldest daughter is married. She lives all the way in Florida. <laughs> Oof. And so we're, our granddaughter's over there. And so we just, you know, it's nice to have as much family around you as you can during the holidays and, uh, and to hang out and do stuff. They're already, 
they're not fighting, but they're all debating over what are we going to watch on Christmas Day? What are we going to do? What are we going to – we've got some games we're going to play. And and somebody suggested I do a, a Christmas-themed D&D something or, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're just going to – you know, and I'm just like, yes, yeah, Krampus is coming. He's He's got old St. Nick captured and the goblins and we're going to – I don't know. We're going to do something. It's going to be some some fun. Uh, Jim said – boy, yeah. go ahead. That's about that's, that's about like making me uh, uh, do a Christmas top three, right? You know, you have to you have to do the a D a Christmas themed D and D. You probably that's probably right up your alley. Oh, that'd be fun. I mean, that would be absolutely fun. Jim goes the extra miles. He said, "I pulled some old ashes out of the wood stove that Santa tracked through the house." That's some that's some dedication. Although I remember one year we took uh, one year we took uh, I had a big pair of boots and I made all these boot tracks. And then I had this thing that I made look like hoof tracks. And then I threw broken carrots and stuff outside. And we took the kids outside and was like, look, the reindeer, look at the thing. And here's the sleigh tracks. And here's Santa's boot prints. And look, there's a carrot broken here. And anyway, it was, <clears throat> we went to a lot of work that one year to, uh, to make it, uh, to make it, uh, to make the, the, the spirit of Christmas live on. Let's put it that way. So it's not that I think there's a bunch of kids listening to this, but uh, anyway. So, so Michael, do you play? Do you plan play Santa yourself? I mean, you got oh, the beard for it. You Lord, got... somebody came in yesterday to drop some stuff off, and they were like, "Santa," and I'm like, "Okay, I'm I'm gonna have to do something. I might have to get some Grecian Formula 44 for the beard or something because I definitely, I know I could play Santa. I'm just like, ho, ho, ho. It's uh, it, it, it. I was looking at pictures from about 10 years ago, and this was mostly brown about 10 years ago. Uh, and when you and I first got started, it was mostly a little salt and pepper, but not bad. And now it's like, I should just throw on a red jacket and walk around jiggling my belly is what I should do. That would be the, <laughs> that'd be the, the whole deal. Uh, you'd be a great one. I just, I just wondered if you, if you, if you did it, if you, if you took the opportunity at times. No, I, I, I've played Santa one time for charity. I did, uh, during a radio station thing here a few years back. Uh, Donna says you may want to go see the Nutcracker at the Rockefeller Center. That's uh, that would be a fun. That would, is that is that on your plan? I've seen the Nutcracker a number of times. I mean, we have it in Anchorage uh, around Thanksgiving always. Uh, it's not it's not on it's not one of my top three. Um, the Radio City Music Hall uh, is usually on my top three. I usually go see the Christmas show there, so it's nearby. But all right, well I have. We're going to go. Here we go. Okay, the music may be a little too bouncy. I just, I don't know. I just was throwing it out there. I was looking for some Christmassy stuff that I could use, and there we go. Uh, Brad Keithley. That was, I, that was, you like that? Yeah. That was that was Mannheim, wasn't it? No, it's similar. This is all uh, Michael somebody or other. This is all royalty-free music because when you mm. when you brought I, on the radio, I could play pretty much anything, but because I simulcast the show on Facebook and YouTube, they immediately get grumpy if I start playing copyrighted music so this is all royalty free royalty free um all right so brad we are down to the last one of the christmas top three 
and this is your uh, this is New Year's things that uh, you've been things you've been thinking about doing for New Year's, but you just haven't yet, slacker. I mean, just haven't yet. It's uh, so so. I mean, because it's always about right. It's uh, you get the Christmas, the family time, and then you come up to the New Year, and you were talking about liking the whole story about. You know the, the 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 Christmas Carol and you know the reflection on your past and where you are today and where you're going, and so of course New Year's is always about reflection about what's happening and what resolutions you're going to make. So what is it that you've been thinking about for New Year's but uh, just haven't uh, haven't haven't done it? Well, there's certainly a theme going on here from the from the favorite Christmas concerts through you know favorite things, favorite Christmas presents. Uh, one of the things I haven't done, I just haven't pulled the trigger on, uh, in Scotland, New Year's, New Year's Day, New Year's Eve is called Hogmanay, and it's a whole tradition uh, around how they celebrate uh, the end of the year. It is, I've been told, it rivals, if not exceeds, uh, the, the Scots' focus on Christmas Day. Uh, uh, that they that the celebration around Hogmanay is a, is is a bigger thing than even Christmas Day, and it's it's filled with traditional music, Scottish traditional music. It's filled with with various uh, various activities, and I've just there's not a way to duplicate it um, in the U.S. Uh, Brian, uh, as part of Christmas Celtic so sojourn, used to talk about it. He used to have a couple of songs uh, that celebrated Hogmanay. Um, uh, as part of the show he did in Boston, but there's not a real good way to duplicate it uh, in the U.S. So one thing I haven't done that some year I'll pull the, pull the trigger on, and, and and I guess I ought to face up to the fact that maybe I'm running out of years to be able to do this, but uh, is uh, go over to Scotland for Hogmanay and celebrate uh, Hogmanay with uh, with my Scottish Scottish friends. And is that is that there's something? Is that strictly on New Year's Day, or is it leading up after Christmas? Is there like a lead up after Christmas Day, or what? No, it's New it's New Year's Eve Day, and it continues over into New Year's Day. Um, and so the music, the concerts are all on uh, New Year's New Year's Eve Day, and so it's um, there's I'm I mean I'm sure there's something leading up to it. I mean, let's see, in Scotland, it's Christmas Day, and then the day after is Boxing Day, or Ren Day, the day, Ren Day, and then there's a couple of other events during that week, and then and then Hogmanay. But everything is sort of leading up to, to, to Hogmanay. So, um, it just, it, it's, it, it is, it is a traditional uh, celebration that has a lot of traditional music and a lot of, uh, a lot of cool things. Even during COVID, even during the shutdowns of COVID, the Scots found a way to do uh, the Hogmanay, to do a unique way of, of, of celebrating uh, New Year's Eve Day and then New Year's Day. They did a drone light show, uh, filmed it, and then broadcast it. It was, like, it was set to music from a favorite group of mine called Nightworks. And it was, they formed uh, a bunch of different things using the drones in the night sky and brought them brought the drones over edinburgh started out the drones uh over uh the highlands um in the islands uh in northern scotland and then gradually shifted the 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 drones over to edinburgh and then so and then edinburgh had lights on and 
over the bridge and, and everything else. So it was even even during COVID, they found a way, a u- unique way. Scott's found a unique unique way to celebrate Hogmanay. So it's it's just a it's a it's a great its own tradition and uh, and something that uh, that you have to go there to to, to be part of. So that's yeah. that's one. That's on a bucket uh, list. That's huh? for- a bucket list to get to. Well, maybe you should just book it now for next year. And just stop screwing around, Brad. <laughs> just get it. You want to get that under your belt and get it done. Uh, the drone thing with the drone. I've seen these the drone swarms where they they put you yep. know five hundred drones or something in the air, and then they're all synchronized and choreographed with lights. Uh, there's been, I've seen some amazing Christmas. Uh, there was one that was the story of Christmas. You know, the star, and then the thing, and then the, the wise man, and I mean. It's amazing what they can what they can do uh, with that kind of thing. That that that's something that I would love to see would be a big uh, a big light show like that where they can play it out in the air in lights. Yeah, and they had it. They had it. You, you know, it was it was mostly white lights, but they had colored lights. I didn't really had never focused on the fact you could do colored lights with drones. Um, and they they essentially told. The story of Scotland. I mean, they started in the Highlands and Islands about you know the, the long ago, and then brought it up to current times because they were celebrating, obviously the 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 next year, the new year, and 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 hit the celebration at the at the end of the show. Uh, but it was just uh, just a fascinating way to do it. I w- I wouldn't go to see that. I can see that on film, but but it just is. It's a demonstration that even during the COVID era, even during the shutdown era, they found a way uniquely to celebrate right. uh, New Year's Eve, Hogmanay, New Year's Eve Day, and then uh, and then the passing over to the next New Year's. It's it's interesting that uh, I was doing some reading on different you know different traditions around the around the world, and uh, <clears throat> it's amazing how in Europe. I mean, in America, it's like Christmas Day, Christmas Eve slash Christmas Day, and then it's New Year's Eve slash Christmas slash New Year's Day. But in Europe, I mean, there's like celebrations of, you know, 20 days, right? Starting on like the 12th of 11th, 12th of December, and then there's different things, and then they do. And they, I mean, it's like a two, three week uh, thing. I mean, it's not just Hanukkah. It's not just this. It's 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 all the different traditions of Christmas. Um, you know, Boxing Day, which I still don't understand the, de- I don't or still don't understand the origins of, but I understand what, you know, what it's about. But think about all these different holidays in there. Uh, in America, we seem to have missed the boat on all that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, we, we don't, we don't, we've not developed any of those traditions of our own. We carry some over. I mean, uh, there are some Boxing Day, day celebrations, not, not any that I'm aware of in Anchorage, but some down in the lower 48, the uh, the, the the Celtic part of it, the, the the music part of it, Boxing Day or Rende. So there's two different traditions. There's boxing. This is where you get into, you know, the the, the British Isles isn't isn't uh, isn't all one thing, right? Not so cohesive. Boxing Day, right. yeah. Boxing Day is much more an English tradition, and it was when the Lord after Christmas Day uh, on Boxing Day, the lords would box up their old clothes. To give them to the to you know to hand them down to uh, to the people on their estates or uh, to others uh, in the community. That was the origin of Boxing Day in uh, in Ireland and to some degree in Scotland. Renday Renday's Renday's the really I mean Renday's the day after Christmas, and that's a little that's a little different. It is uh, kids in the community. Um, 
uh, finding an old wren, <laughs> a dead wren preferably, putting it on a, a stick and taking it around the community, dressing in, in costume, taking it around the community and taking it to you know people's doors and knocking on the doors and and singing a song and and essentially asking for a donation, which then is the fun giving to the poor. But it's it's an odd way. It's, I'm not sure what the what the origin of that was, but it's 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 highly celebrated. Has a bunch of songs that go with it, uh, and is something that is common in Ireland and in Scotland. Yeah, walking around with a dead bird on the stick. That sounds about right. I mean, that sounds about that sounds about right. That'd be. Interesting stuff. Uh, down to the last minute here, Brad. Uh, final wishes, final thoughts as we get ready to wrap things up. Well, Michael, as as painful as it was to prep to prep for this way, uh, prep for today, I think uh, I think it was it was good for me to go through the process of of the Christmas top three, and I and I won't fight it as hard <laughs> in uh, in in future years. Uh, it, it brought back a lot of good memories and a lot of uh, a lot of old traditions that uh, that my family used to engage in. Sometimes even you have to put the politics aside, Brad. I just I hate <laughs> to say that, but the good news is is that on our first day of broadcast in 2024, it'll be you. It'll be the governor's budget. We'll have plenty of things to talk about, I'm sure. But in the, but in the <laughs> oh, me- I got a few things to say about that. Oh, I'm sure you do. But in the meanwhile, just remember the reason for the season and thank you for coming on board and sharing with us. It's, it's fantastic. Hour two, dead ahead. The Michael Duke Show. Yeah, I imagine. Brad sent me his list yesterday, and the first thing I said was. So was it harder than politics? And he's like, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, it, it's you got to have a smorgasbord of stuff and just, you know, you just eliminate till you get three. I mean, on this one, it must have been harder. Well, I had a spreadsheet. I'm sorry. I listed a bunch. Only Brad would have a bunch of things. Listen Only... a bunch of things to the right, and then you know, put questions that seem relevant. And started dragging them off. Oh God, I love you so much. I... <laughs> Only Brad would have a spreadsheet for the the Christmas top three. My friend, you are a gem. That is just amazing. That is just amazing. Oh my gosh. Oh. That is so definitely somebody needs to give him like the premium edition of Excel so he can get all the features in Excel to make it uh, to make it work. Oh my well, goodness. Well, I don't think I, I don't think I need any more features. I've got enough got enough gizmos now. Yeah. Uh, if you give me more it's just going to it's just going to confuse me. Yeah. But, uh, but, well, but yeah, you know I did, I did spread it was easy to do. I did a spreadsheet and then you know started categorizing stuff. So it was Oh, that is so precious. You, That's... you would. I, I can't change character, Michael. I can no. change the subject. Yeah, no. Of what I'm talking about, but I can't change character. No, that is fantastic, Brad. That is absolutely a, you know, and I just appreciate it. I think it's, I think it's fun. I just by this time of year, we just need to, we just need to remember why we're, why we fuss for the rest of the year. We need to remember why we do that. And that's what this is all about here. This is all about remembering why we do the things that we do. And again, having that reflection, you know, around the holidays and then into New Year's, you know, we, we got to do it. But I'm telling you, Brad, we should get off this call and you should go book your trip to Scotland for next New Year's already. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just, I, thank you. I, I just made, you I just made, that may be the inspiration I need. You just should. I mean, why put it off? Because, I, remember because the, I'll already be, I'll already be in New York around this time of year. So it's just, you know, going on over. I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll work. Well, on remember, remember the football gear. Okay, Brad, that's all I can say. Remember the football. Ooh, oh, that's, that's, that's mean. That's not mean. It's you were the one that said, remember to don't put it on the shelf. And you don't want to, you know, you don't want to find out that nothing fits anymore. You want to be able to enjoy it. So I would, uh, I would go. That's, out there and that's, that's a great insight. I, I shouldn't feed you those, uh, those lines don't, anymore. Yeah, don't feed me that stuff anymore. It's, you don't want it to th- be thrown back at you. Don't feed it back to me. That's uh, that's fantastic. Well, Brad, I get, it's, a, it, it's, it's a great reminder. I mean, why not? You know, life is short. Eat dessert first, right? I mean, that's the whole that's the whole point. And if that's something you've really been thinking about, you might as well just might as well just book it all up and bundle it all up and be ready to go. That's what you should yep. do. That's what you should do. Um, all right, Brad, last two minutes here. I'll give you the floor for whatever you want to talk about. Um, you know, uh, a preview for New Year's or whatever, whatever. Just just give it all. Well, but I'm within the constraints of the you're, holiday. You're right? in the constraints. I I, you could tease, but let's not get into details, Brad. I'm trying to remain. I'm trying to keep my happy thought. Well. Uh, when we get into the new year, the first show will be about the about the governor's budget. I've spent a lot of time uh, uh, doing that and or looking at it and analyzing it. And there's the, the big issue that strikes me this year is is a surprising one and uh, and one that I don't think anybody else has latched onto yet about what's going on in the budget. And uh, it's what it, so I'll talk about it. I will I will I will I will feature it in the in the first uh, first show of the year. But the remainder of the year, I'm going to take your instructions and I'm going to just enjoy the time, enjoy the remaining time here in New York, enjoy the remaining theater that that I've got here in New York, and then be back in Anchorage with with friends there uh, 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 on Christmas Day and during, uh, during Christmas week. You know, we got to remember why. We got to remember why we do it. This stuff will all still be here when we come back in january right i mean it'll all unfortunately yeah, it doesn't mean, go away we've this is what is this brad this is 10 years now this is officially 10 years that we you and i have been fighting the battle together versus the other thing it'll still be here next year it'll still be here we'll still be we'll still be doing it well brad i hope you have a i hope you have a merry christmas i hope you really it just enjoy it and have a great time um uh, I appreciate you for working with me all these years and doing all the stuff you do. And, and I just wish you the very best, best of Christmas and, and the holidays and the new years, uh, give, give my love to your mom. Uh, you know, when you talk to her, just tell her, thank you. I know she listens to you. Uh, hopefully she's listening right now. Maybe she is, uh, mama Keith Lee, Merry Christmas to you as well. I hope you and Mary and happy birthday. I didn't realize it was your birthday. So Happy birthday to you as well. Um, we just appreciate you guys. So thank you so much, Brad. Merry Christmas, sir. Merry Christmas to you and and uh, and Terry and the family uh, as well. I hope it's a great one for you, and uh, I hope you I hope your D and your Christmas D and D goes goes scenario goes well. Well, yeah. Uh, and uh, I, I have just I just I go ahead. I just really, I, I just really hope you have, you guys have a great Christmas, and I know you will, and I know you'll Facetime with the granddaughter in. Uh, skip, skip over the daughter in Florida. You'll Facetime with the granddaughter in oh, Florida. Yeah. So you'll, 
you'll have that connection. You know, you know, that's what's happening. It's going to be an immediate, we're going to take care of it. Um, all right. Well, Bradley, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and uh, enjoy the Big Apple and all the joys that you can out there. And then we'll see you when you get back here into uh, into your hometown. Great, Michael. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. And uh, and Merry Christmas to you and, and everybody listening to the show, right. uh, including, my, including my mother, who does <laughs> listen and, and will have smiled when you wrished her happy birthday. Well, so there, there Merry Christmas go. to everybody. All right, Brad. Thanks so much. We'll talk to you again soon. Uh, all right, uh, Brad Keithley, Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets here uh, on the program. Uh, just ready to ready to go, ready to go. Oh, man, I'm ready to go. Here we go. Welcome to the party, pal. Whoa, buddy, put that thing back in its holster. We haven't gone anywhere. I don't understand. Check out the MichaelDukesShow.com for information on how to get access to the podcast. Welcome to the party, pal. The, the Michael Dukes Show. The greed and the entitlement is astounding to me. What more could you want from a low-budget radio program? This is a dumpster fire. That was just BS. It is time to get a new perspective. We know just what you need, and we've got just the cure. Open wide and prepare for a steaming hot cup of freedom. I just don't fathom it. The Michael Dukes Show, streaming live across the world. Oh, baby, live around the world on the Internet at MichaelDukesShow.com and across the state of Alaska on this, your favorite radio station and or FM translator. Good morning. Good morning. Merry Christmas to you, my friends. On this, the final Tuesday of the year for broadcast, we're getting ready to uh, we're getting ready to 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 jump in and just it. I oh, just can't. I can't wait. I can't wait for the holiday season to continue on. My uh, I got came home last night. I got home late last night, like seven o'clock. And uh, there was the smell of cooking in the house, and there was uh, there was uh, uh, Christmas stuff being made, and all the lights were up, and the tree, and the I just was like a balm to my soul. It just feels so good, um, and uh, it's it's just it's just amazing uh, to spend some time together and have a whole different thing. Um, all right, <clears throat> so uh, today. Uh, here in this hour, we just finished up with Brad Keithley from Alaskans for Sustainable Budgets. No politics today, though. It was the Christmas top three, and it was just fantastic. It was just, we had such a good time. And uh, I really look forward to uh, the, one, the one admission at the end of the show, after the show, during the commercial break, was the fact that Brad actually spreadsheeted out his show for today with the weekly, with the Christmas top three, he actually created a spreadsheet with all the stuff. <laughs> oh, so, 
It's so amazing. So amazing uh, to watch that. It's just it's just great. And I can't uh, I can't wait. Um, all right. Uh, so we're just uh, what are we? Five more sleeps till Christmas. Uh, ready to ready to go uh, in this hour. We're going to be joined, as usual, on our Tuesday by Chris Story, who's going to give us our weekly uplift and, uh, you know, kind of our life coaching lesson, which we can never get too much of as far as I'm concerned. Um, but we're also going to spend a segment with him doing uh, Christmas memories and his favorite stuff and things. And it's uh, it's going to be fun. That's all going to be kicking off here in about, oh, about 10, 12 minutes, maybe. 14 minutes, we're going to be picking things up with Chris, and we'll start over there doing that. Uh, in the meanwhile, in the mean, in the meantime, um, uh, somebody, Harold just said, do a call-in. Well, I'll probably do the call-in tomorrow morning. Um, tomorrow morning, final show of the year in the first hour. I don't have any guests, so we're just going to hang out, and um, I'm going to – I want you guys to call in and tell us your favorite or most unique Christmas traditions, something like that. We'll do that in hour one, and then uh, in hour two, Mike Shower will be joining us for the final hour of the show for the year, and he and I will be doing the same thing. It's um, it's just it's it's how I it's how I love I how I how I live for this at the end of the year, just that kind of relaxation and good times and things like that. So, looking forward to that for sure uh, here uh, on the old program today. Uh, and then um, that's it. Tomorrow, that'll be the final show. I'll be announcing the winner of the holiday recipe contest tomorrow. I suppose let me let me go over there and see what is um, let me go over there and see what is up right now with that. Let me see if they've got uh, if we've got any new entries on the holiday recipe contest. All you have to do, by the way, is go over to Facebook.com/slash Michael Duke Show, and you can see. All the recipes that people have posted, right at the top of the Facebook page, there's a picture with a with a tur- with a ham and uh, some cookies and just it looks like a holiday spread. And underneath that, in the comments, people have posted their favorite holiday recipes. And boy, it looks like Bill has widened his lead. Bill is still in the lead with his uh, bourbon uh, caramel popcorn, uh, bourbon caramel corn. Uh, he's still in the lead with, I think, 23. Is that where it is at right now? 23 votes. And uh, then uh, Jennifer, uh, Jennifer Cronk Sampson is uh, 16 votes right there uh, for her. Um, yeah, 16. Oh, she's tied herself for third, second and third place for her cheesy holiday potatoes and for her grandma Sampson's Alaska cranberry pumpkin bread. So that looks like that is, uh, I'm just scrolling through to see what it is. Oh, and Jacob Sullen posted, oh, I missed that. Jacob Sullen posted the uh, Southwestern Lotkeys, um, which I just, uh, he deserves he deserves a, an extra like on that. So go out there and vote for that one as well. Jacob Sullen from Reason Magazine. So we got Jacob Sullen from Reason Magazine and J.D. Tuchili. Uh J.D. Tuchili did his... Um, 
what was it? His chestnut sausage and apple stuffing. And now his uh, Jacob has done the Southwestern Latkes for the Hanukkah season. And uh, that's uh, there's all kinds of good stuff on there. Anyway, go over there and check it out. Go over there and check it. Check it out. We'll be announcing the winner tomorrow. We'll count the votes late tonight, first thing in the morning, and then we will be uh, announcing it tomorrow. And uh, it'll be fantastic stuff. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. Go out there and go out there and check it out. All right. So uh, what do we got here uh, before we wrap up this segment? We got six or seven minutes. I thought we would uh, talk about you know the the you know holiday traditions that are are you know big here in uh, you know you got your standard holiday traditions that you normally, um, you know, are all about, um, you know, gift wrapping, uh, going out, checking out the Christmas lights, caroling, you know, baking the, you know, baking all the, the cookies and candy. Those are, you know, kind of regular traditions. So I thought I would do a little bit of a more, you know, kind of a different take. Country living has got a little bit of a different take. And then, uh, uh, for local traditions. And then they've got 20 uniquely Christmas traditions around the world. Brad and I were just talking, and this is one of the things that I was saying that, you know, especially in Europe, they have a, you know, Christmas is not just Christmas Day or Christmas Eve, and it's not just New Year's Eve and New Year's Eve. They are, they have like three weeks of different celebrations in different lands that are super cool. Uh, you know, some are weird, some are cool. Uh, but I thought I'd just share a little bit of uh, things from around the world, 20 unique things from around the world that, um, uh, you know, which is how they they celebrate the holiday season. Um, so the Yule Goat in Sweden, they have the Yule Goat, which is a tradition that got a whole new life back in the 60s when instead of the Yule Goat, they which is the Galve Goat, they call it. Um, they came up, which was usually small little straw goats that they would put around at the Christmas tree. Somebody decided to do like the wicker man version. And they, according to the, they have an official website. They've got an official website, which is the visit galva.se. Uh, and you can go look at it. They have got a giant goat, 42 feet high, 23 feet wide. And they, 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 they set it up for the whole year. It's taken down on New Year's. They don't burn it or anything, but they, it's, it's goats in Sweden. It's a Christmas thing in Sweden is goats. Um, and if you thought that the United States went all out for Christmas decorations, the Philippines of all places, the Philippines, which has a, but they have a pretty significant Christian presence in the Philippines. So not surprising that they are out there celebrating, uh, Christmas, but uh, they have uh, this festival of lights. Uh, every year, the city of San Fernando holds uh, Ligalan Parul, which is the giant lantern festival, featuring these enormous lanterns that are all put together. They're just beautiful, symbolizing the star of Bethlehem. Each parole consists of thousands of spinning lights. So it's all lights and motion and everything else. The festival has made San Fernando the Christmas capital of the Philippines. And so you should go check that out if you haven't uh, seen that uh, 
seeing that as well. Iceland, now the volcano erupted in Iceland, so it's interrupted Christmas for some folks. But uh, on the rest of Iceland, uh, they don't have 12 days of Christmas. We've got the 12 days of Christmas here in the U.S. In Iceland, they have 13 days of Christmas. Each night before Christmas, Icelandic children are visited by the 13 Yule lads. After placing their shoes or boots in the window, the little ones will head upstairs to bed. In the morning, they'll either have received candy, if they are good little girls and boys, or if they've been bad, you thought coal was bad. No, no, no. They receive shoes full of rotten potatoes. Oh, man, in my shoes? I mean, seriously, I didn't realize I was that bad. In my shoes? Rotten potatoes. That's uh, in Iceland. Uh, they put up their little put up their little boots. Um, in uh, Finland, on Christmas morning, they made a uh, Finnish families traditionally eat a porridge made of rice and milk, topped with cinnamon, milk, or butter. And then whoever finds the almond placed inside one of the puddings, so they put a single whole almond in there, wins. But they say today some families cheat and hide a few almonds so the kids don't get upset because everybody gets a participation ribbon. <laughs> and then at the end of the day, they go to the sauna to warm up together. That's the that's the whole thing in uh, in that. in Japan. Now Japan is not it's not a national holiday. Christmas is not a national holiday. They have like one percent of their population is Christian. It's a pretty thing. But they are fascinated by America and Christmas. And uh, what citizens do is they do what is called uh, Kirusumasu Niwa Kentucky Key, which is Kentucky for Christmas. Back in the 70s, there was a huge marketing campaign by Kentucky Fried Chicken, which was have Kentucky for Christmas. And it took like, I mean, that's, we're talking, it's almost 50 years ago. And they... They are all about it. Rather than gather, gathering around the table for a turkey dinner, they head out to their local KFC and they get Kentucky Fried Chicken. It, it, it's Sometimes the boxes of chicken are ordered months in advance and people stand in line for two hours to get the finger licking good stuff. This In, in Japan. And it's just it's the craziest thing. Uh, what was the other one? New Zealand. Because summer is uh, Christmas time is summer for the Kiwis, a number of their traditions center around the barbie, a grill. Families, friends gather for a casual cookout of fresh seafood, meat, seasonal vegetables. The New Zealand Christmas tree is the uh, kawa. It's a coastal species that blooms a bright red blooms and flowers, providing shade during the sunny days. And they sing carols in both English and the Maori uh tradition as well uh ireland they leave a tall red candle in the front window overnight to symbolize warmth and shelter and they get homemade go uh, roast goose vegetables cranberries barbados of all places isn't complete without a baked ham decorated with pineapple and sorrel glazes rum cake and jug jug which is a dish inspired by the scottish influence on the island Includes uh, pigeon peas, guinea corn herbs, uh, guinea cornflour herbs, and salted meat. Uh, the biggest, the weirdest one, though. I mean, this is the darkest one. Austria, Austria has the creepiest Christmas tradition. 
with Krampus, which apparently is Santa's evil twin. It's, 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 it's Santa's, it's the anti-claws. Uh, the creepiest tradition in the world, Krampus is a mythical creature uh, that has got horns and has taken a number of depictions, believed to have started in Germany, but is really most prevalent in Austria. He's the anti-Santa who punishes children who have not behaved well. The exact punishment Krampus is, uh, exacts is varies between cult uh, country and culture. They range anywhere from leaving children a stick instead of presents to beating the children with that stick and then taking him off to his lair for Krampus. Okay, I don't think that'll be one that we keep here. I, I just don't think that that that's no, that's just not that's not Christmassy enough for me. But that's just some of the traditions from around the world. Just in case you were wondering, I thought I'd share those with you. All right, Chris Story is up next. The Michael Duke Show. Merry Christmas and happy holidays. Back with more right after this. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Oh, yeah. Feeling this holiday thing. Give me some nog. You can fake your holiday spirit. Or you can just try to find it for real. Happy holidays. Good luck with that. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. Okay. Uh, oh, uh, it's all good. It's all good, baby. It's all good. Let me uh, go see what, uh, let me go see what Chris is doing here. Let's see if he's. If he's ready for if he's ready for our phone call. Uh oh brew. Hello, brew. He's like uh ready to go. Let's get it, let's get it done. Good uh, morning, brah. Good morning, brew. Hey brew, how you doing? What's going on? Brah. Uh, hey bro, plug in, man. Bro. Plug in. Brah. No, I I was talking about Kiwis in New Zealand. They say, hey brew. What are you doing? Um, anyway, <clears throat> how are you, my friend? How 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 was how was you this Christmas day, this magical Christmas day? It's not quite there you yet. You are multicultural, aren't you? I am multicultural. I'm multifaceted, multicultural. Um, I'm 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 beyond that. How are, how are you doing, sir? I I don't know what I'm talking about today. I'm just kind of hanging out. I'm enjoying life. I'm just cool. Uh, nice. I'm I'm loving it. You can really take a. Take a whole what week or two off? Uh, I, yeah, I'm gonna take a whole. I'm taking the whole time off, baby. It's gonna be, uh, it's like two weeks. I'm gonna be gone until. In fact, you will be on the first day of broadcast for, um, for uh, for the new year. Uh, that'll be the first day that oh. I'm back uh, in the new year. Wow! So there's gonna be some lucky listeners out there that day. Yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna get lucky. It's gonna be fantastic. Uh, so. Um, so what's happening? What's uh, what's what what be the haps with you? What's going on? Well, just another another forewarning here. It's like a Surgeon General's warning on the pack of the cigarettes that I do have our uh, our brand new King Charles Cavalier Spaniel puppy with me. So if you hear anything <laughs> in the background, that's that's what it is. I could still. It happens all the time, dude. It's just it's not it's not you know. Yeah, but this one. But she's a puppy, so she might start, you know, squeal or you know, high pitched bark or something. So oh, well. I just want to forewarn you, I'm okay. I'm okay, okay. if you're okay. 
Yeah. Have Chris, Calm down. Somebody in the chat room just said, have Chris give us a new picture. Apparently, this picture of you that I use is too old for these people. They don't like it anymore. Sorry. Hmm. It's... <laughs> I need a, I need a, an official shot, Chris. I need a new headshot. Just give me a new headshot. We'll be, we'll be doing the thing. Um, all right. Um, please leave the recipes up for a few days after Christmas. Oh, those recipes, you can go back. And if you search back through my feed, uh, Terry, you can go back and find holiday recipes from this contest going back five years. Just scroll back. You got to scroll a little bit back on the, uh, on the news feed on my Facebook page. But those never come down. Those never come down. Did you post up a Christmas recipe, Chris, or are you too good for that? Too good for that. I just did send you, though, a uh, new headshot on the textual message. Or if you want to use it, uh, that might be uh, appropriate. He just sent me some textual healing. Um, let's. <laughs> I just sent you two to choose from. Uh, let's just see where where your people okay. are at on either of those. I've got to wait. Maybe do an AB market test. We should do an AB market test on this right now. I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and, uh, and send this to myself so that I can uh, post it. Cause I think this is, this is the perfect, this is the perfect one. Uh, well, I'm not even going to bother with the second one because the first one is just perfect. Absolutely <laughs> perfect. Uh, I got to pull my own email up though now because I can't, uh, because Chris can't get with the 90s and send it to me on my computer. He's got to send it to me on my phone. All right, here we go. Uh, we'll, we're going to get we're gonna get this new picture for Chris. Uh, Is it nude? It, new. It's new. new. New new picture. New. New, new picture for Chris here. Uh, let me just fix this right now. Uh, since I just, I just got it in. I got 30 seconds to get all this done here. And uh, there we go. Oh man, that is just that is just perfect. Let me just pluck plonk that down right there. All right, we're just gonna we're just gonna plonk that one in there, and I'm gonna yeah, there we go right there. Nope, there we go. Let me squeeze it down a little bit. Okay, there we go. Uh, all right, there's Chris's new headshot, as promised, as requested. Happy Chris story. Happy. <laughs> That's just perfect. Here we go, the Michael Do Show. Okay, uh, we're back. Chris Story is our guest. We got this brand new headshot for Chris. It's just perfect. Uh, I didn't realize that you had Fabio hair, Mr. Story. I didn't realize that was your thing. You've got fabulous Fabio hair. Well, I just, when I comb it out, Michael, it's something to see. It's It's, something to behold. It is. It is amazing. Uh, Welcome back the Michael Duke Show. It's the final Tuesday of the year for broadcast. Tomorrow will be my final day of broadcast for the year. 
Uh, we'll have Mike Shower on, but right now we're finishing up with Chris Story, who, uh, and I don't know what you want to do first, Chris, if you want to do like life coaching first and then on to Christmas memories or Christmas memories first, I'll let you drive the bus on this. You tell me where, where we're going here uh, in the beginning of the show. What What are we doing here first? Well, I kind of thought I knew where you wanted to go, so I was thinking about one of my favorite Christmas memories, but here's what's ironic about it. I wasn't a witness to it ever, but I was told of it. And so it lives in my mind as an event that I can see. I can see this event in my mind, even though I never physically saw it myself. It was my grandparents. Right. So I grew up on my in the shadow of my grandparents' uh, homestead. I, I grew up at the, just the base of it. My mom and dad had built a home. And so it was my mom and dad, my aunt and uncle, and my grandparents. We kind of lived in this triad if you will and my grandparents lived up at the top of the hill and uh, every christmas eve we would all trek up to their house and it would be just you know my cousins and all our family gathering it would just be this huge event big gift exchange huge big dinner that grandma had prepared and all just everything all of the kolachkis and the cookies she brought from chicago and the recipes that she grew up with it was amazing and at the end of it all, they were left to themselves, my grandma and grandpa, in their home, large home, by themselves in this huge living room at, with the aftermath. And they would always just sit together, grandpa with a glass of brandy, grandma with a glass of wine, and they would just sit there and revel in what an amazing event they had just put on and all the family around them. And that, that's one of my greatest memories. And I wasn't there. I was already home in bed, as you know, waiting for Santa Claus, of course. And I just, I just love that memory of them surrounded by an incredible family that they had, you know, basically created. They were at the epicenter of, and all of those years of just themselves, uh, just enjoying that. And they, they really set the tone for, for the rest of my life and my family, that family coming together is, is just incredibly important. And it's, it, they went to give constantly, but from that got so much out of it. So that right. memory I never saw it, but it lives in my mind because I knew what they had been doing and what they would do. And, and it was just I think it was their favorite, um, their favorite activity. Well, and that's kind of cool. It's just, again, the suggestive power of the minds. I was never there, but I lived it kind of thing because you were told mm -hmm. about it time and time and time again. Uh, family is important. Yeah. I mean, that's really the most important part of the holidays is uh, the time spent with family. I mean, all the stuff and the things and the consumerism and everything else. I mean, it's fun to get gifts. Don't get me wrong. But the things that we remember are the time spent, um, you know, the time spent uh, uh, together, hanging out. Laughing, joking, uh, you know, the 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 Christmas cooking failures or whatever it is that happens. That's the stuff that brings us the memories. Yeah, absolutely. And sitting in that same living room, I just triggered this memory in my mind. My grandpa's last Christmas before, uh, you know, his, his Alzheimer's that he would go through would really take hold. He and I were sitting in that same living room looking out at the bay, the gorgeous view of the bay and the glaciers and and just it was a, it was really a marvelous view, world class view, and we were just sitting there together, waiting for other people to arrive. And and I was asking him questions, really frankly, that I never would have asked of anybody else or asked him even before. And ultimately, I was just saying, "Are you ready? Like, if if you didn't wake up tomorrow, I mean, are you ready?" And he said, "Absolutely, unequivocally." He didn't think about it. He didn't flinch. He didn't take more than a second to to say absolutely. And he had a bit of a 
smile and a twinkle in his eye and he looked out at the bay and he just said, this has been an amazing life. And all of it was centered on family. My grandparents' life was completely 100% devoted to family. He retired at 55 and spent the, the next 30 years just devoted to his family. That is, uh, and and that's a lesson. I mean, all the things that you can take with you, all the things that you can give as gifts and everything else, but the the, the number one thing is the memories, right? I mean, that is the time spent with mm-hmm. loved ones and family and everything else. That's the things that we remember. What's your uh, what yeah. what's your now the favorite tradition is the one you didn't participate in, but as an adult now, do you do that? Do you do the same thing that your parents and grandparents did, or do you have a different set of traditions that you do for Zoe and the rest of the kids and every you know your whole family? What what do you guys do? Well, you know what's interesting is the tradition that was was then and is still today. So I grew up with this, and uh, so fifty years later, we still do it. And that is that on Christmas morning, we gather at my parents' home, unless they're in Florida, but they're, they aren't this year. So we'll gather at their home, all of us. There'll probably be 25 of us in their small home. Uh, and uh, my mother is the one time a year she cooks. <laughs> uh, she's not listening, so I can say that. Um, and she makes these Wait, I thought you said that. I thought you said this is your mom's favorite radio show. I mean, come on. She's not listening? Don't listen to her, Mrs. Story. Don't listen to her. <laughs> listen to it all right i'm sorry go ahead she cooks go ahead (laughs) she's your face she says that michael dukes is the son i never had i don't know what that means i don't know what that means either my brother and i talk about that once in a while (laughs) and anyway so she makes these two casseroles uh one is uh sausage and egg and cheese and the other one is a um french toast uh kind of casserole and that she makes those and we go over there and and all the kids and all of us and everybody will be around and just enjoy breakfast and, and time together. And it's just a, it's a really cool tradition that's carried on, like I said, for over 50 years. Uh, that is cool. I, I dig that a lot. I, I love that idea of just, again, hanging out with the family. We do Christmas crepes uh, is a big thing. We normally do those sometimes every now and then. Terry, I think this year's is going to mix it up and she's going to do like a Christmas breakfast casserole. Uh, which should be fun, or coffee cake, or both maybe. We'll have coffee cake and uh, and Christmas casserole. We'll get all our carbs in at once, um, but uh, it'll be fun. Now, did you when you were when you were raising your kids? Your kids are mostly are all grown now. Um, when you were raising your kids, did you have special traditions around your house before you went to grandma and grandpa's? Did you guys do presents on uh, Christmas Eve or what? What was the you know growing up? What was the what was the what were your kids looking forward to? I'll answer that in a moment, Michael. But you you said something that I can't let pass. Uh, okay. As a uh, born as a born salesman, you mentioned Christmas crepes, and it reminds me in the epic novel, the adventure known as The Watchman, a Jacob Mann novel, as read by Michael Dukes on Audible. Uh, there's crepes featured in that book. Were you opening a segue for me to push the book a little bit, Abs- or absolutely? Was, was I, Oh, absolutely. Okay. It would make a great Christmas gift for the mystery fans in Wouldn't your it? life. If you haven't read the if you haven't read The Watchmen or better yet, experienced it on Audible. And it is an experience. It is narrated by some guy who does a pretty decent job of uh, telling the story and and highlighting the characters and uh, and everything else. Uh, and yes, crepes feature prominently at one point during a very high stress moment in the scene. Crepes save the day, yeah. in fact, at that point. I think crepes stole the show at that point. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so back to your question, family traditions that, that we did with our kids. Our daughters are 34 and 28. 
I actually loves when I say that she's 34. That's fun. Um, but no, we've, we carried on kind of coincidentally. Tiffany came into our family um, and, and allowed for our traditions to continue. So we kind of didn't get creative and wild with new traditions. We continue all gathering somewhere on Christmas Eve, exchanging gifts and, and having sort of a light fair. And then the next morning, you know, my mother's, and then that evening, one of us, and it's kind of become lately, Tiffany and I will have everybody at our house for Christmas dinner. So not imaginative or creative, just very much the, you know, off to grandma's house we go. And it's, uh, it's, but it's a wonderful thing because everybody looks forward to it. And they're, they're what, because our family's grown so much, we've, we've started, uh, Zoe actually adopted this new plan for us all to just draw names to exchange gifts because there's so many of us as we gather um and with the biden economy we decided to, to start doing a share you know a gift share through name drawing which tiffany and i you know and a lot of us we end up kind of like everybody brings the one gift for and then oh and i got one for you and one for you so we kind of violate it from time to time but it's it's a lot of fun that is when our family uh we would do the same thing every christmas day at the end of the day and christmas uh, christmas the eve of christmas or the uh the Christmas night, I guess, we would get together with the whole family. And it was an extended family, you know, three siblings, grandparents, the whole thing, plus all the kids and the neighbors. Anyway, yeah, it would be like 30 people in there. Yeah, they did the same thing. They're like, okay, it's like Secret Santa. You get one, you get one, you get one, you get one. Because otherwise, it's just like, it's mass chaos, right? It'd be too many presents, too much stuff. Exactly. And like I say, you know, I know you want to probably stay away from the politics, but with 15% inflation, real inflation, you know, be it transitory or not, you feel that when you're buying for some oh, yeah. five people. Oh, yeah. And again, remember, we were saying earlier that the whole point is the memories. Uh, you know, you don't need the stuff. The memories are what's important. Uh, what about music, Chris? You know, or, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I would just say, you know, speaking of gifts and, and like you say, memories, experience is a great gift. I mean, I, I read this study somewhere recently, or maybe it wasn't a study or as much as an article. It was just announcing or, or proclaiming that, you know, the gift of an experience, giving somebody an experiential gift versus just a commodity will allow for them to have that memory and live on for a long, long time. So whatever it is, um, maybe it's a, you know, a gift certificate for a massage or some cool experience or trip or whatever, something like that makes a really lasting gift and a lasting impression yeah absolutely uh what about music mr story do you are you a big music fan do you uh do you get you listen to certain music to get in the mood or what uh what's the you know the christmas spirit what what what's your deal i mean you can't go wrong i mean the ultimate christmas and i think this will way outlive bing crosby or or a jules christmas album i think is gonna be the the album of choice for many, many generations to come. But Tiffany usually will, will play that album. And then my grandparents, so growing up with them, it was always, you know, like I said, Bing Crosby and those kind of people, Perry Como right. on the high side. And, but in my house growing up, it was country. So it would have been Dolly Parton's country, Barbara Mangerel's country music. You know, it was always Christmas country. I don't know if Hank Williams Jr. did a country Christmas album, but if he did, I guarantee, guarantee you we listened to it. That explains a lot. Um, so okay. I, I understand what does yeah, that mean? That explains a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, Christmas standards, Christmas classics. And of course the biggest question in my mind to you is Christmas movies. And this is the first question 
you can answer before we go to break and we can talk about it after the after the break before we get into our positivity but um <clears throat> christmas movies um so is die hard a christmas movie yes or no yes absolutely absolutely it's not christmas until hans gruber falls from the nakatomi tower that's just i'm just saying <laughs> oh spoiler alert yes jeez <laughs> just ruin it for people just ruin it for people Man, don't even bother now i know well i you know hey i'm only here to i'm only here to help that's what i'm here to help uh all right uh we're going to continue chris story is our guest the michael duke show common sense Liberty-based, free-thinking radio. We're back with more at Chris Story right after this. It's the Michael Dukes Show. Oh, it's a magical Christmas time again. Your kids are counting on you. Yeah, Dad! Now, if only someone would do something for you. Honey! Headache! Oh. Streaming live every weekday morning, 6 to 9 a.m. on Facebook Live and MichaelDukesShow.com. <laughs> Terry, Terry just said in the chat room, careful, Dukes, there's nothing wrong with country. Yes, I mean, for some people, country is just the perfect genre for some people. Um, absolutely. Just you, absolutely. you're not a country fan by any stretch. You know, there's, I mean, I like Garth Brooks. I think he does. I enjoy Garth Brooks's music. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Blake Sheldon, I enjoy a few of his songs, but it's just not something that I go out of my way to listen to. I just, you know, one of those things, um, Garth I'm Brooks, gonna, I'm going to name a name. Okay. I'm going to name a name and depending upon how you answer this, I may or may not be here for segment number two. Here's okay. the name. Okay. Willie Nelson. Pretty Paper, about the only song that I can stand, um, quite Goodbye. honestly. Yeah. <laughs> Goodbye. Click. Um, I, you know, I don't know. It's just, I don't know. There's something about country music that I'm, I can listen to it. I can listen to it, but it's just not my, it's just not my favorite. Now, yeah. it does take a certain intellect. I will admit that. Yeah, that's true. It's true. Uh, uh, rap? No, not at all. Um, death metal, definitely not. Uh, but pretty much. Well, well, hold on. Not even Eminem. Uh, well, I've listened to some Eminem, but that's, all right. Is that really, I mean, it's rap, but is it really rap? I mean, I don't know. Little Run DMC. Little Run DMC. Now see, that's, that's like classic hip hop. I can listen to like Run DMC, uh, and things like that. But some of the newer stuff is just, I don't know. Anyway. Um, but more than anything, Christmas to me is, uh, definitely, you know, you you mentioned at Christmas standards, Crosby, uh, Nat King Cole, uh, the newer ones, Harry Connick Jr., but you know, Michael Bublé, uh, Diana Krall, uh, Eartha Kitt, Ella Fitzgerald. I mean, that's all. You know, I mean, I've got ten and a half hours on my Spotify playlist of uh, of nothing but Christmas classics, which uh, is, I mean, that's, I'm surprised that's you nice. haven't gone back to LP. You don't have any vinyl in the house. I I actually have some vinyl in the house, but uh, I don't have a player anymore. So it's, yeah, it's just, yeah. Interesting. They they make them now, even you know Bluetooth enabled or yeah, uh, no, you know, whatever. Yeah, no. I think that that's. I just posted my Spotify list up in the chat room again. No, I mean I agree. I think that there is some cool stuff. My parents have a huge selection of Christmas music on vinyl, which is made up of all the stuff that's on my Spotify playlist. It's the same things, uh, only I pulled it off Spotify, uh, including Fred Waring and the Pennsylvanians, which I know your, your mind is totally blown at this point. But they yes. do they do the Christmas story 
Uh, it's this, the story of Christmas. It's like 17 or 18 minutes long, and it's the full story of, you know, Jesus and the star and the Adeste Fidelis. And I mean, it's just, it's an amazing uh, piece that walks through the whole thing. It's 20 minutes. It's it's fantastic. I just, I love that for sure. And I'm having a hard time taking you seriously with your haircut. You look, we should do positivity next because you look like a cult leader. You look like a positivity cult leader in this picture. <laughs> I think more like the romance novel. That's true. Uh, cover That's true. Going for it looks it, like you, know, you, it looks mind. like, yeah, you should be on some, uh, you know, you should have been oiled up a little bit more and it should be like <laughs> Chris's sticks to positivity or something. I mean, it's just, you know. <laughs> Deeper, deeper, you know, faster, faster, you know, the whole thing. Uh, anyway, uh, it's it's good stuff. So what are we going to talk about after? Because we're going to do, I'm going to mention, I want to get your Christmas movies. And then we're going into positivity. So what is your lesson for today, my friends? Um, let's call it uh, 24 Dreaming. 24 Dreaming. Okay. <laughs> He's dreamy. Look at him. He's all dreamy with that massive mane of hair. Yeah. That is his. Yeah, maybe that's the word. You know, what's, you know what kind of scares me is that you literally had this headshot ready. I mean, you just literally oh. like somebody said new headshot and you're like, here it is. And I'm just. Boom. <laughs> yeah. You ask, I deliver. <laughs> that worries me. That worries me a little bit. Mm, you should. <laughs> all right. Let me go back to the chat room right now. Uh, I prefer classic country and outlaw country, says uh, says Jim. Okay, good. Uh, Brenda Lee says, I'm going to lasso Santa Claus. Oh, I've listened. That's some classic stuff right there. That's not uh, that's not bad. Jason from YouTube says, rap is crap, but country and 80s rock is king. Okay, I'm, I'm down with that. Johnny Cash. Oh, I would listen to some Johnny Cash. Ah, there you go. Johnny Cash, definitely listen to some Johnny Cash, for sure. Absolutely. Um. <clears throat> Let's see. My aunt, uh, Denise, says, my aunt was from Mexico. Our family now does Mexican food on Christmas Eve and turkey on Christmas Day. My aunt always made homemade Kahlua and cream. Oh, homemade Kahlua and cream? Yeah, definitely. And then Debbie said something about, here it is, homemade mom's sweet dough recipe cinnamon rolls is a tradition. Now, why you haven't posted the sweet dough recipe cinnamon rolls to the, maybe you did, maybe I missed it. But if you haven't posted that to the uh, to the recipe page, a sweet dough cinnamon roll, okay, I'm I'm all about that. That's uh, that sounds delicious. Okay, oh, this explains Chris's picture. Says the other Chris. He says Homer has a large hippie community, so that's why Chris is looking the way he is today. So I can, I can <laughs> <laughs> looks like he was rescued from a deserted island. All this right, city chic. Yeah, this city chic. <laughs> Dude, I just imagine him in Birkenstocks and baggy pants. Here we go. Uh, the Michael Duke Show, Common Sense, Liberty Base, Free Thinking Radio. Okay, Chris Story continues with us. Normally every Tuesday he comes in for a positivity boost, which is we're going to be talking about that. Uh, something in 24 is what he's going to talk about. Before we do that, I wanted to quick get a – he agrees that Die Hard is a Christmas movie, which means we can still remain friends. 
Uh, but is there any movie that you guys have to watch on Christmas, uh, uh, Chris? Is there just a movie that, you know, it's not Christmas if you don't watch it, or is that not your thing? I mean, I, I, it's okay if it's well, not your thing. I'm just yeah. asking. Yeah, no, we've got a um, a list, you know, and it's a mental checklist, and we go, oh, we haven't watched Christmas Vacation yet. Got to watch that. Or um, one of my absolute favorites is John Grisham's uh, Christmas with the Cranks. Uh, when that book came out, it was actually titled Skipping Christmas, and it's a thin little book, and my daughter Zoe and I, I read it to her every night. Uh, like the first couple of weeks before Christmas or whatever, it took us a little while. And that kind of burned in my mind as a, just an incredible memory. And they did a really good job, Tim Allen and Jamie Lee Curtis, actually making that movie almost verbatim to the book. So it was really great. So we, we love watching that. And I mean, Gene Shepard's a Christmas story. Hello. You, it's, without that leg <laughs> lamp, it's not Christmas. I had a friend that actually was so excited. This is about eight years ago. She worked at the radio station in Anchorage. And I remember she got this package like early December and she was so excited. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I'm like, what is it? She's like, she opened it up and it was a leg. It was the leg lamp. It was, the, <laughs> she's like, this is going up in my living room. And I'm just like, okay, all right. That's just, a, so you don't do like, White Christmas or uh, no. Elf or Jingle All the Way or anything else? Oh, it's... oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Elf and Jingle All the Way and Four Christmases and uh, Miracle on 34th Street, the 90s version. What was it? it came out in 93, 94 yeah. um, with Little Girl that played Matilda. Anyway, that's a that's a terrific uh, version of that. And then, of course, Daphne from Frasier is in that as well. So that's oh, kind of okay. any Frasierians in the audience will understand that's a big deal. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a wonderful life. You're not into the black and whites, right? You're not into the older movies or? Not really. No, I tried uh, and I've come to them later. I have finally seen It's a Wonderful Life. I've never watched it all the way through until maybe about three years ago. Yeah, Mandatorily growing up with three channels, you have to see it. Oh, it's on. Uh, okay, right. it's on. The, it's on channel. Right. It's on channel thirteen. So yeah, I watch exactly. It, never yes. paid attention to it or really watched it until a few years ago. And we also watched Casablanca, uh, which was fantastic. But I didn't care for White Christmas. It just, and then we tried to watch another one the other day that was a uh, an old I don't know Bing Crosby or one of those. And I was just like, ah, it's unwatchable. Like Holiday yeah, I don't Inn. Know what it is. Like Holiday Inn or oh, something. That was it. Yes, that was it. We tried that for a few minutes, and I was like, I'm out. I tapped out. Really. Oh, man, I can't believe it. Okay, uh, you know, but that's good. Uh, yeah, so Scrooged, Bill Mc... Brad was just talking about that's one of his favorite movies is Scrooge. Oh. Bill Murray, the... I haven't seen that in a long time. The, that's a good idea. We watched cool. it last year for the first time in probably 10 years, and it was really good. It was really enjoyable. So, I mean, my wife has got a list written down on a pad of paper in the living room that's like, okay, here's all the... She's marking them off as we watch the movies. So we got to watch them all. But I have not watched Christmas with the Cranks. I've never seen that, so I'll have to add that to my list. Oh, that's... I didn't. Yeah, I think that will become a classic. I didn't realize that that was a John Grisham thing, uh, which is, I mean, yeah, I guess not surprising, but you know, anyway. All right, Chris. Well, let's get our our final positivity update for the year, and we got about eight minutes, so hit me with it. What are we talking about? Not California dreaming, but twenty four dreaming, as in the year twenty twenty four, which is almost impossible okay. to imagine that we're in the year twenty twenty four coming up. I mean, just days away, and. Uh, Price Pritchett came up with a, an anti-list, and I think it's kind of cool. It's like an anti-dreaming list or an anti-motivation. So he said that these are the most common reasons people do not pursue their dreams. And I think we can use this as instruction for how to approach 2024. No matter what you've accomplished to date, wished you had, hoped to, dream of, 
these things will probably put you on course if you say i oh, i'd love to do this become this have this go there i just don't have the time that's that's an anti-dream that's going against your dream you can look at that and go if you can identify with that if you, oh i've said that before i just don't have the time i want to do this i just don't have the time understand you're undermining your own dream nobody else is taking those days or hours or minutes from you you are you if you pre-decide and determine that you do not have the time parkinson's law will take over and it will it'll make it true you will not have the time everything else you have to do will take up the time you've got but we all have 24 hours seven days a week 365 days a year you elon musk michael dukes everybody has got the same amount of time so if you say you don't have enough time you probably just don't believe in your dream enough or care enough about it, or you've said, I want to do something that you really don't believe in. And if you don't believe it, you won't receive it. Okay. So no anti-wishes for, for the New Year's. No, I don't have enough time. You're just not making enough time. And understand them and embrace them. And if that identify, if you identify with that, like I don't have enough time, oh God, I felt that. Then just understand that's an excuse you're making because maybe you don't believe in your dream enough. Or the other one is, I don't have enough money. I don't have enough money. You don't need any money to start towards your dream, to start living differently, to start something. You don't need a dollar. You don't need a dime. You do not need any money to get started in something that it is you want to do or what do you want to become, whether it be you know, physical fitness or a new business or education. All of it's available to you without a single dime or dollar, and you just have to decide. So again, if you believe in the dream enough, you don't need money. Like you don't need money to become an author. You don't need money to become educated or to advance in your career. You, that's a, it's a misnomer. You, oh, I wanna invest in real estate. You do not need money to get started. There's a way and a path forward toward your dream, absent money. So if you, if you identify with that, well, I don't have enough money or I would, well, there's another way to go about it, even if it's travel. Right, okay, so not enough money, not enough time. Neither one is an excuse. Well, neither one. Is they are both excuses, but that's not an excuse not to do something. Exactly. Use these as a flashlight towards like, okay, if any of this rings true, it's a flashlight on where you can improve or go the opposite direction. Like, oh, I'm afraid I'll fail. Embrace that. You and I have talked about that for years now. Failing forward, you've got it, you know, 10,000 ways to not make a light bulb. All the cliches you can think of mean you're not alone in that. Everybody is afraid of failing. But Seth Godin said, Make sure that you take risks, but not so large that you can that you're out of the game. In other words, you don't have to refinance and take every penny out of your home and property and risk it on Bitcoin or uh, what was the one that Sam Bankman Freed was uh, frauding everybody? <laughs> FTX uh, or something. You don't need yeah, to, yeah, yeah. There you go. You don't need to you know do that to play the game. So take a risk so much that you're uncomfortable, but not so much that if you lose, you're out of the game. You can keep playing the game. You can keep betting. If you're in Vegas, you don't have to necessarily bet at all on red. Maybe some of that, you know, take a risk and embrace failure as a way forward. Nice. Okay. All right. We can do that. Uh, what else? This is probably the biggest one. And I know you will feel this as soon as you hear it. You're going to go, <laughs> oh, I got it. I'm concerned about what other people will think. Ooh. And we all have that. It's, it's innate, it's, it's ingrained in us as human beings. We're afraid of being the high poppy. We don't want to be cast out of the tribe. We want to get along, go along, um, do it anyway. 
don't, if you feel that and you identify with it, yeah, I'm holding back from my dream. It seems like a scheme. I don't want to know. I don't want other people to think I'm greedy. I don't want other people to, whatever it is, fill in the blank. That is your guidepost to say, uh oh, I'm, I'm holding myself back. They're not. I'm holding myself back. So in 24, dream, dare to dream, dream big, and go for it, irrespective of what other people are going to say or think. Probably, like I talk about for public speaking, I train people to sit. This is, and I firmly believe this, the crowd is for you. The audience wants you to succeed. We want you to succeed. That's what we're thinking. Imagine that. Don't imagine us naked. Imagine us thinking we want you to succeed. That's what we're thinking for you. I think that's the, you know, that's probably, like you said, one of the biggest things is that people get caught up in what other people think. Um, And and the bottom line is, this is what I've told my wife and my kids and others when they've commented on this about this is that, you know, the bottom line is, is that other people are so busy worrying about what other people think that they're not thinking about you. Right. I mean, you're so busy worried about what other people think. If you really consider that everybody is thinking the same thing, they're not thinking about you. They're worrying about what you think about them. So does it really matter? And and I've, I, for one, have never really struggled with that too much because, well, I don't really care what other people think. I'm going to do what I what I think is best or what I think is good or what I think is right. And if they're happy with me, great. And if not, great. But some people really struggle with that. It's a hard, hard thing. Yeah, absolutely. It holds us back, holds all of us back. We have to, you know, fight and, and deal with that and, and deal a blow to it. But yeah, maybe as we approach the new year, just think about uh, what are what are your dreams and what are you going to do to achieve them and what do you need to get out of the way, usually yourself, uh, to accomplish them. So that's what 2024 Dreaming is all about. Chris Story, final thoughts, 30 seconds here, my friend. Merry Christmas. And Michael, for all of us in your audience and those of us that get to participate in your show each week, God bless you. Merry Christmas. And I hope you enjoy your much-deserved time off. I appreciate that, my friend. And Tiffany and Zoe and Ashley and just the whole crew down there, give them my love. And uh, I just, I can't, I can't wait to see what 2024 is going to bring. So that's good. Hold the line for just a sec, Chris. Folks, we are out of time for today. Tomorrow, the first hour is you and me, Christmas traditions. So start thinking about it. What's your most unique Christmas tradition? You're going to do call-ins. And then Mike Shower in hour two. Tomorrow's the final day of the Michael Duke Show for 2023. We'll see you then. All right, final bite at the apple for Chris Story. Just in case we missed anything or he wanted to cajole me or <clears throat> chastise me for anything else, I thought I'd give him the uh I, I thought I would I'd give him the opportunity. Thank you, Michael. No, it's it's been a privilege and a pleasure. I think we covered everything I had in mind and yeah, anxious, anxious for 2024. Are you anxious about it? Are you nervous about it? Do you feel like we're at the precipice of civil war and it keeps you up at night? Or are you no. optimistic about the future of America? You know, I'll be honest with you. The last few days I've been thinking I'm going to have all this time. I've got two full weeks of, of basically nothing, you know, nothing planned, nothing going on. And I thought, you know, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to do what you and I talk about a lot, the self-reflection. I haven't really had much of a chance to pause this year. This year has been a mm-hmm. little bit. This year's been a little bit huckledy buck for me, and and I'm just like I I need that chance to pause, to consider what, you know, where am I going? How are my goals? Are my goals still accurate? Am I you know? So I'm gonna take this I'm gonna take this time to 
um, to do that, to look back, to reflect, to do those kind of things. And then uh, I'm going to plan for 2024. I'm not I'm, I'm I'm not ambivalent, but I'm kind of I'm neutral about 2024 right now. I'm I think I'm mm-hmm. going to be excited once I do that. But I'm not going to do anything until I get that self-reflection done, because I really need to look back and right. see what did I do right? What did I do wrong? What what are my goals? How do I reset? I definitely need to reset my goals right now. I can tell you that just without even without even really analyzing it much, um, because it, it kind of slipped down in my priorities. And so that's that's what I'm going to do for my for my time off. And hopefully when I come back 2024, I'm going to be just rejuvenated and I'll be reset and refocused on some new goals and we can go from there. Let me share one quick thing with you. We Tiffany and I just went through this process. She challenged me and um, she took it up herself and we did it separately and then came together to discuss it. We each wrote down 21 radical ideas or things or uh, events, we wrote down 21 ideas that would or could change our life if we picked just one of them and change in, in for the better. Obviously, divorce wasn't on the list. I don't think. I should have looked at her list more <laughs> so, closely. You should but, have searched that thing. But it was so incredible. And there's no bad ideas. There's nothing just good. It's a little bit like a brain dump. You just go and go 21 ideas. Huh? These could be money making ideas. It could be travel ideas. It could be anything, but it's, it's 21 ideas that come to you. And some of the, the things we came up with, we're actually going to pursue one of them um, wholeheartedly this coming year. And it's going it, to, it is, it does have a financial component. It is an income based idea, uh, but we're really excited about it. And it, I'm telling you, it never would have come to me if I hadn't just released and just said, I'm going to write down 21 things. I came up with a 22nd that <laughs> I can't talk about, but it doesn't matter. Uh, but just 21 <laughs> is the goal. And then just, even if just one of those things, if you took action on it, might change everything. Or uh, as you think about this, maybe go back and, and reread or, or kind of read a summary of Gary Keller's um, The One Thing, where he says, what's the one thing you could do that today that would make everything else unimportant or irrelevant or not necessary? And so it kind of leads you down this primrose path of starting with 21 and ended up with the top or the, the most relevant one thing that if you did it, right. everything else would become unnecessary or irrelevant or unimportant. That's not a bad idea. Um, we maybe I'll sit down with Terry and we'll talk about that. Uh, that sounds like a that sounds like a good idea. Again, just to reset my goals and to make sure that I'm still on track because some of them I don't think I've had mine <clears throat> for a couple of years and I just I don't think that they've stayed as relevant. I haven't updated them as time has gone on. Mm-hmm. So you need to do that, right? I mean, you need to go back and, yeah. and reassess your goals and say, okay, so this was yeah. the goal, but does it need to be tweaked or is that irrelevant yeah. now? And just make sure you're not in Chicago with a map of Denver. Yeah, just just make sure. All right. Uh, Chris Story. Merry Christmas, sir. Thank you so much for all you do. Thank you for coming on board. Thank you for the fabulous hair today. That is, ah, yeah. it's ridiculous, but I love it. I'm going to leave it you're up there welcome. for a while. Uh, you're going to, you're, uh, that's going to, it's going to haunt you. It'll be every time people Google Chris story, this picture will come up with me in an interview. Oh, I could only, uh, I could only hope so. I, I could only hope that it would be good. My aspirational hair. It is. A, I wish I had that much hair. My hair is actually on point today, but it's, uh, it's not nearly as voluptuous as, uh, as that hair right there. All right. <laughs> he says with all humility. <clears throat> yeah. Thank you, Michael. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, sir. It's good to talk with you. Thank you so much for coming on board. Okay, uh, that does it for Chris. And uh, we are out of time. We got to go. Our uh, two is now in the bag. Tomorrow is the final day. 
Debbie's putting up that sweet dough recipe. I'm looking forward to it. So we're going to go see what that's all about here in a minute. Thanks for coming on board, folks. We will see you tomorrow. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Back with more tomorrow.